Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. As always, please like, comment and subscribe. We'll try and get through as many comments as we can. And just saying to Davey there, before we come on, come on, there was no comments and all of a sudden they're going going crazy, but but keep it coming. So with me tonight, first and foremost, we've got Davey T. How are you, Davey? Uh, melted, I think, is a good word. Uh, I don't know how, what the weather's like with you, but it's absolutely roasting here. It's uh, well up in the 30s. Uh, so I've, I've actually done nothing all day, just lay on the, the sofa and get falling asleep most of the day. So absolutely horrible. No, horrible weather for me. It's grateful. Some people love it, but I, I just can't go. Once it gets above 28 degrees, then that's enough for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, Davey. Shona, how are you? And, and how's the weather in Glasgow today? Uh, Actually, it's been tapped off weather up here as well, David. So, uh, look, but probably not as hot as what you're getting out there. So, no, we've been enjoying it. Apart from, obviously, today, I think the rain's now, now came. I think that's the thunderstorms coming in. Our summer is now officially over. That is... It is, but just, again, just getting through the comments already. Um, little shout-out to Teddy Bear there as just drawing for another six months. Really appreciate that, Teddy Bear. David T, let's get into to the Rangers news then. Um, and what I want to start with uh, tonight is the Chris Jack article with the Rangers review. Hopefully everyone in the comments has seen it. If you haven't, I would definitely recommend giving it a, a once over after this because it's it's definitely very, very interesting reading. But David T, I'm, I know you've you've read the article. You know, what, what did you make of it? Yeah, well... <laughs> I think the first thing was that Beal threw uh, the Rangers board under a bus. And then the Rangers, obviously, it's well known that Chris Jack's a mouthpiece for the Rangers board. And I think they they felt that they had to say something to bring it back uh, down. Uh, but I, I think it just shows you that uh, there is probably now a, a gap between the board and Beal. I think it was uh, enough things in, in the in the statement to, to sort of suggest that uh, there isn't a good partnership anymore anyway at the moment. It's, it is, David. It is the, the time of it as well, I think. Listening, again, everyone's got their own interpretation of it, but I just think that the timing after Bill's comments, uh, you know, in the, in the press conference on Sunday after the result was, 
he was very quick to say, look, it's only 13 million online players. And then what we've read, uh, the numbers are completely different from from Chris Jack. Shona, what did you make of make of this uh, this article? Yeah, I think it's quite telling as to what we've actually done in the transfer window and how much we've actually spent. Like we obviously don't know how much has obviously been spent on like likes of maybe agents' fees and uh, bonuses on top of these sort of things. But look, I think uh, we all expected us to spend at least this fifteen million pound that the board said that we had in the summer, and obviously that's not been evidently to see. Whether that's to do with another Chris Jack article that came out weeks before that we're still under financial fair play rules, whether that's a case that some of these guys are still, because the guys that we have brought in, I have to admit, like the likes of your Jack Butland, imagine Cantwell, Dill, these guys will be on big wages as well, as much as we've got rid of the guys like McGregor and Scotty Arfield. So we've got to obviously take wages and maybe agents fees into consideration. But look, there is a bit of a gap between what the board are saying and what Bill's saying. So look, obviously, until we actually find out that kind of information, we're obviously going to make, um, make the, the assumption that there's obviously a bit of a lack of communication. But what I'm actually seeing from that article is absolutely evident. We need a director of football in. We need somebody in that's going to be able to help you. Uh, when we had uh, Gio, obviously Gio knew exactly what was what, what, what was provided at Rangers. Under Stephen Gerrard, we had the likes of Gary McAllister. Under Beale, we don't have a Rangers man in there. We need a Rangers man in there. And that has got to be under the director of football. Now, I heard that Craig Moore has obviously been linked with that job, which obviously I think, Maybe a great addition. I've always said like somebody likes to Craig Moore, maybe Kevin Thompson. Though my only problem is, is what's that kind of experience have they got for that kind of role? But at least they know the club inside out. And I think that's what Bill's actually lacking here, guys. I think, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I think the abuse that Michael Beale has taken on Twitter is absolutely disgusting from the fans. Absolutely disgusting. Beale is not getting sacked. Do you know what I mean? We need to move on from this. We need to get right behind the players. He's under pressure, I get that. He's definitely under pressure. But for me, it just evidently shows that in that article that Chris Jarrett has seen, there's somebody that's there's a missing piece in that jigsaw, and that is a Rangers man that knows that club inside out. David T, I think Shona makes a couple of really good points there. I think that point of a Rangers man can get overlooked, and I know a lot of people laugh and, and, and have their own opinion on that. But I think, well, first of all, just on that, um, you know, he's backroom staff. I think me and you, I said before we come live tonight, we we spoke about about 10 months ago before Bill was appointed and we said he has to get his backroom team right. He was at the club previously as a coach, but being Rangers manager is completely different. And I think, no disrespect to the coaches that he's brought in, but I look at them and look at the track record and where they've been. Uh, they must be pinching themselves that they're, they're working for Rangers because I just don't see the experience needed for, for a young and, and inexperienced manager. No, I think that's definitely that's that's why I made a comment last week. Uh, do we think that Bill would we could actually bring somebody in to help Bill to work with him the same as as Feyenoord did with with Gio in the, back in the days? I'm afraid I'm going to disagree with you, Shona. I'm afraid uh, the only way Craig Moore would get into Ibrox if I was boss of it would be through a season ticket. I, I wouldn't get anywhere near uh, Rangers because simply. He walked away from Rangers and told us to virtually F off and went to the Olympics instead of playing important games for us. And that's not the kind of guy I want I want in the, in the team. I don't know why. Advocate at the time, I think it was. Let him back in right away. But I don't, I don't want Craig Moore anywhere near the team. I would, if, if, if I was to make a decision like that, I would try and uh, get Davey Weir to come in. I think he's doing a great job at uh, Brighton. Whether we would get him or not, I don't know. I don't know whether David Weir would want to put himself in a position that uh, that he's under the pressure. He's down in bright, not not under an awful lot of pressure. But if he come up to Rangers, obviously the pressure is far greater. So I, I I don't know who would come in. Um, Thompson, yeah, as was you saying, no experience. There's very few people actually with experience in in, in that category. Uh, so I, I suppose we would have to take somebody that's not very experienced in it. But that that would that would be my my decision. I I would try and try and work out whether David Weir would be interested in it or not, and and, and we'll have a go for him. Shona, just soon as soon as soon as was offered, didn't I think and uh, and knocked it back. Said he wouldn't do it. I believe is that right? No, no, no. 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 The 
no, Souness was was spoke to the club about a ambassador being an ambassador for the club, but they they turned that as far as I understand it, the, the club turned Souness down and said said no. Uh, Souness did say that there's no football people on that board though, and it, it was a concern for him. And Shona, just just on that point, if Bill was to go and and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit through the night, as I said, all the comments in are coming in about, and I don't want to make this. Just about, I think there's 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 loads of problems with a football club at the moment. Um, but I think if Michael Beale is to go, I think I'd, you're right in saying a director of football has to come in first and oversee this because, like it or not, we've give uh, Bill all the keys here. We, as soon as he's come in, there's been no one saying no to him really. He's had his old pick of players, and now we've got we're in that position where I think I would have made the decision already. But we know if there's one more bad result whether it comes against St Johnston, Betis on, on, on the Tuesday or the Saturday after, we know as soon as it does, Sunday was the worst I've ever seen it. Well, it's going to be, it's going to go even more mental. And then we're getting a manager coming again and he wants to, it, it's just, we can't keep doing this. There's got to be someone there that, that's, that stays throughout and, and that's the problem we're going to have. Yeah, well, that's, I've been saying this for, for, for quite a while now, like, this is the problem we're getting. We're bringing in managers now, and we've always said from the previous managers we had over the over the over the history of Rangers, we don't want to pick up one of these clubs that brings in a manager and sacks them, brings in another manager and sacks them. And who's going to say that the next manager that does come in is going to be able to get a tune out of these players? All I would say is now, right, look, Michael Beale is under serious, serious pressure. There is no doubt about that. For me, he now has to get to get the fans back on on his back. He now needs to go unbeaten and win that League Cup all the way right through up to Christmas. And that includes Europe, by the way, as well for me. That definitely includes Europe. That's the only way he's going to be able to get these fans back. But the players also have to take responsibility for that as well. They need to step up too. Because honestly, we've had the same back four now and we're still making the same stupid basic mistakes. So there's a lot of things that need to be fixed here. There's the, I think um, Beal's had is it nine different formations as well. They hasn't had the same consistent front three. So, look, for me, there's a lot of work that definitely needs to be done. The only thing I would say is the guys that we've been linked with out there at the moment, I'm telling you now, Martindale, McInnes, Muscat, Graham Potter, for instance, they're not going to come to Ranger. Graham Potter's definitely not going to come. He's well out of our reach. Muscat is not good enough. He's got a less winning percentage than Beal in an easier league. For me, McInnes and Martindale, you're having a laugh if you want any of these guys in. And this is what I'm saying. I said this to... Um, Mason, just before before we started, that what was, what was that I said? Like I, I wrote it down there, just to the, the, the levels of expectations. Like for instance, if we get a lot an, an upcoming largely an unproven manager, do you know we do not want somebody that's already got a track record that's already won leagues and cups? Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, Beal is very very highly rated. So look, are we just going to bring in another guy? Do you know what I mean? And like another foreign manager, and obviously we're going to have the same sort of issues in the next six months. So. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Mason. I think Bill's under serious pressure now. He's got to be winning these games. And we've obviously got to be winning these games at Canter. It's not going to be easy. Um, the next upcoming fixtures with Europe in between as well. But look, this is what we've been asking for. We've been asking for this high-pressing football that we've not been able to see. So, look, it all stands on Bill. I'm, I'm with you, Mason. If he drops any more points, the, the board have got to consider it. But at the moment, for me, guys, we have to get round these players and we have to back Bill. He's not going to get sacked. And the abuse that he's taken is just, honestly, it's absolutely ridiculous. We need to get behind him. As much as, obviously, the fans are obviously in disarray and really pissed off with the thing, look, we're not going to help the matter. We need to get behind these players at this moment in time. David T, I just want to, want to ask you, I know, like myself, living in a different country, it's hard to get to games. Uh, you know, I was at the Old Firm game last week and I've never heard Ibrox like that before and there was people that go every week said the same can you remember a time where it's turned the, 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 I mean 90% of the support has turned so quickly um, and, and I think that in my opinion a big point of this is Bill has tied himself into knots with his contradictions and his press conferences as well and I think the support are just they've just well listen I think it's fair to say we've just had enough yeah, well, I've I've never no, I've never heard the the, the way that it's been the last week. I mean, it's actually been toxic. And I, as I said on the, on the pod on Thursday, I actually feel sorry for Bill and his family because obviously his kids at school will be hearing about this as well. And yeah, I just think it's a horrible situation for him. And 
everybody do lose another game, and then I think the board would be better putting him out of his misery. I'm not sure that he's going to survive. I think I think there's there's, there's quite a lot going on behind uh, the, the closed door at the moment. I've, I don't want to start spreading rumours, but I've heard that the players are, are not that uh, well up with them at the moment either. There's, there's a bit of the trouble between the players. Whether it's true or not, we don't know, but I, I've heard that. Um, I, I think he's, a, I think he's a dead man. Wall, to be honest with you, I, I, and I think I wouldn't mind if I knew what he was trying to do. See if, see if I could see. He's, he's, we're, we're trying this. We're trying that. I just can't see it. I just don't see any system. The midfield is just totally, totally uh, out of it. They're chasing shadows every game. The only winger we had, Sakawa, he sold him. I don't know whether he got he was forced to sell him by the board, but we sold him. Sakawa is now over in Saudi Arabia, is it? And he and he's one of one of the doing best season he's ever had over there. I think he scored three and had one assist already in five games. So no, I really, I really don't know what what he's doing. I can't see the I can't see the play. We seem to be so narrow, and then we're we're having to go out and sprint out to the wings to to, to stop defenders. We've got about fifteen yards uh, room. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. And if, when you look at the players, they're not happy players. Look at Golton; he's not a happy player, and that's that's where I think you can see it the the, the most. Not in a not in a Chris Jack article. I think you can see it in the players. The players are, are just not happy at the moment. And you can see that that's come creeping into their football. But I actually read a statistic today that Rangers have actually had 80 shots on goal and Celtic have only had 60 shots on goal. But the fact is they've scored eight and we've only scored six. So that's uh, that's probably the, the the difference between the two teams at the moment. Shona, I think, again, Daly makes some, some really good points there. Just on, just on the players, though, my biggest frustration with Bill is, and I think you've said this in the past, we're still seeing the same that same back four, you know, uh, bar Suter, and, and when Barisic obviously didn't play Sunday, but he normally does, he's first pick, which is, is mad for twenty twenty end of 2023 that he's still going to be first pick. But Bill's seen all this under Gerrard, and that's my frustration. He, before he took this job, he kept saying, you know, I've, 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 you know, I've watched Rangers every week, you know, even manager at QPR. Yet he's, he's come in, he's, he's signed all these players and our back four, you know, is still the same. And you've still got, you know, Ryan Jack still there. It, for me, it just needed fresh eyes to go over it and, and make the changes. Yet he's still backing these players up. And I, I just, I can't understand understand why. Leon Balogun being another one as well. Our defence needed so much uh, this summer. Yet he's the only centre-half we brought in. I just... For the life of me, can't can't understand that. Look, I think if we look back at the transfer window now, I think we'd obviously look with a lot of another centre back in. But I think if you look it back in the summer, take it all back three months ago, we were wanting a rebuild, we were wanting a new midfield, we were wanting a new a new front three. The last thing that we were actually talking about, guys, was a centre back, weren't we? We really were. Don't get me wrong, we wanted another one in, but I think that was the kind of the last kind of final stroll for us was to try and get another centre-back in. Look, I think Balogun was probably the only one that was probably a wee bit disappointing in the fact that we maybe thought we were going to get maybe somebody a wee bit younger in. I think we were linked the likes of Panzo and the likes of Trusty, and I think they were just a wee bit out of our reach in the end. So, look, it's very difficult because we're now looking at the, at the defence just now. What I would say is, guys, like, I don't know about you, but I am not a fan of John Souter in this left-sided centre-back role. For me, he's cost us far more mistakes than what Ben Davis has done. And I think it's about time that maybe Bill does make because he's kept the same consistent back four, really, apart from obviously when uh, Borner got injured and obviously Sterling had to come into that position. But it's been pretty much, as you said, your Suter, your Golson, your Tavernier and Borner. And it, ha it does need freshening up. I think that's definitely somewhere that we've got to look in January. But I don't think that was the actual focus in the, in, in the middle of the summer period. I think it was a case of if we could get Ben Davis out, then we would replace him with, him, with another centre-back. We managed to get Balogun in. We look, we know exactly what Balogun's going to give us. I think he'll give us 100%. But at the end of the day, all these guys are all injury prone. So we're back to obviously talking about this, but the, the same, bringing in the same kind of guys that um, we've had before. So look, 
I definitely think we kind of missed a trick there, not bringing in another left-sided centre-back in the summer. Um, but I don't think it was actually our, probably our main focus for this transfer window. If it was a case of, like I said, like Ben Davis going out and replacing him. But, I mean, for me, Suter's just making far, far too many. The, the back four are just making the same simple mistakes. And we're actually lucky, guys, that we've actually got Jack Butland because he's actually pulled us out, out of making more, like, do you know what I mean, more errors at the back, the way he's pulled out some of those cracking saves. So, Look, I don't really know how to fix the the back four because we're stuck with that now. We're stuck with that now till January, so um, I think Borner's actually had not a bad season until obviously what happened with his injury. So for me, it's Tavernier, Golson, and Suter. They're the problem at the moment, and it's who to drop because we know what happened last year when uh, Golson wasn't in the team. We're crying for Golson to come back. Obviously, we said that we always wanted the Golson Suter partnership. That'd be great, but for me, there's just far too many mistakes these guys are making at the moment. I think you made a really few good points there, David. I just the first one I want to touch on is, is John Suter. Um, he has made uh, a couple of big mistakes. Connor Golson has as well, and has done over a, a long period. I think, I think personally, I'd rather John Suter than Ben Davis every day. I think we are seeing last summer's recruitment coming back and biting us in the backside, though, because four million pound on Ben Davis. I said at the time was four million pound too much. Um, just because he was at Liverpool, we we paid that fee. He's not suited for us at all. What you do get with Ben Davis, which you don't obviously get with John Suter, is a natural left footer. And on Sunday, we've got four players at the defence that are all right footed. And you could see that because every time it went to the left, Sterling looked uncomfortable, Suter looks uncomfortable. And yeah, they're, they're make, every time we make a mistake at the back, we're getting punished. But just I just want to come to that first one. What, what, what's your thoughts on, 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 do you agree with Shona on John Suter? Well, I think he's making a lot of mistakes at the moment. But I just, I, I think... Honestly, they're actually scared stiff at the moment. They're, they're, they're so frightened to make a mistake that they're actually making mistakes because of it. I, I, I think we should have went out and bought a, a centre-half. Um, to be fair, I think we all thought that Suter, the way he played last year, at the end of last year, I think we all thought he was going to be a lot better than, than he's shown at the moment. Uh, Golson, he's always sort of managed to get by. And we all thought, well, if, if he gets Suter beside him, then... That might work out. Totally agree. We need a left-sided uh, player because obviously it's far easier if you've got a left and a right. But um, no, I, I yeah, I, I think fear is. But let's face it, as well, they make mistakes. But the midfield defence are not good at defending either. I think a lot of their troubles come from through the midfield. Although I don't know what Golson was doing uh, against PSV, I think he thought he was uh, was was uh, <laughs> a brilliant player, uh, a world class player at one time when he tried to dribble his way. And Suter's done that a few times as well, tried to, to break through from the the centre half position. And I quite like when people do that, but when you do it, you've not got to lose the ball. If you lose the ball, then you're in shit street. Well, but um, yeah, what, what do we do about it? January will probably be too late because uh, yeah, if we keep playing the way we're playing just now, then uh, then then yeah, we're not going to be we're not going to be within distance of Celtic uh, by January, and this is probably the worst Celtic team I've seen in the years as well. So it's not just us. Shona, just last thing on on that defence. Um, I think that, that that that's where bills and experiences sort of crept in. I think any experienced successful manager is that old saying: you always build from the back. And, you know, if we do want to go back and look at look at the last time we won the league, how many goals we conceded. Um, so that's been a real, real disappointment. Um, the other the, the other position that, that that's getting a lot is the left back position. Yulmaz, Yulmaz, he come on for twenty minutes on Sunday. Didn't didn't do great, but he looked more of an apple because he was naturally left footed. I think that what I have seen, I haven't been that impressed. But he's not managed to stay fit for more than what two games. So. I really want to see him have a run in the team of six, seven, eight games where we can properly judge him, but we're not even getting to that point, which is really frustrating. Yeah, that's Yelmaz's biggest problem. We've not been able to keep him fit, have we? And we've been able to give him that consistency of eight or nine games in a row. And from what we've seen so far, we haven't been so impressed. I think maybe one or two games, they look quite sharp and they look like something different. And then in another game, he had an absolute nightmare. So, look, he definitely needs a consistent run of games. But, look, Mason, I'm going to slightly disagree with you on that point because I believe when Bill came in eight months ago, our biggest problem was our defence. And I'm sure he went, I think, four or five games 
without 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 conceded a goal. So he knows how to definitely sort out that defence. I just think it needs freshened up. It's like one of the guys says in the comments there. I just don't, don't think that the two centre backs work for me. That's the problem. I don't think it's actually Beal. I think Beal cannot be. You cannot. I don't think you can blame Beal for the mistakes that the defence are making. I think it's the same mistakes we're seeing these same players make with under three different managers. It's the same consistent mistakes that we're making, and it's very, very basic errors. Yet we've moved Suter, who we thought, like David said last year, was absolutely outstanding. We've moved him into the left side of a centre-back role, and it's not working. Um, so, look, I don't really know as to what Bill can really do, because he's now he's now stuck with these players. He's obviously brought in Sterling. You've got Yelmaz that's sitting there that's obviously not fit enough to play eight games in a row. So he's kind of stuck with the players that he's got, isn't he? And as you said, I don't... Well, I would I, I would possibly bring in Ben Davis for John Suter just for a couple of games to see how it goes. But um, like you said, I don't think Balogun's probably that good enough to sustain 16 games a season or whatever we're playing in that type of role because he's injury prone. So I really don't know what the answer is to that. That's the problem, isn't it? What is the answer? Because... Until we start scoring more goals up front, we won't be talking about the centre-backs and the goals are conceding if we start winning games and start uh, beating teams 4-5. and five. Now, I've said this before, if you're beating teams 4-5-1 and five, one or 5 and, or whatever it is, conceding two goals, we're not going to be talking about the goals that really conceded. We'll be talking about the game that we've won and the goals that we've actually scored. So I think the biggest problem for me is trying to get that consistent front three. And at the moment, we can't, we're not been able to find that. We've been asking for our guys to play two up front. But if you play two up front, you don't have any win. Um, he's not played Danilo is, uh, for me consistently over a number of games to see what he can bring and even again I think uh, some of the chances that some of these guys are missing guys it, it, that, that that for me is uh, is one of the things we've just been missing far too many sitters it's, 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 I, I, I don't know how many sitters Danilo look at Lammers again why did he not he's left footed why is he going around the goalkeeper why is he not just take the shot so look, um, I, for me, I don't really know what we're going to be doing about the defence because Bill managed to get a tune out of the same guys this time last. Well, when after Gio came in and we went on a consistent run. So why has it changed this season? Is it because Butlins and goals? Because for me, last year, it was Alan McGregor that was costing a lot of the mistakes as well as the back four. I just think I, I think we, I wouldn't really look personally, in my opinion, I wouldn't look at last season. We were eleven points behind when he came in. The season was done. The, the games we had to win, we lost. Um, and I think Bill's done himself over again because in a press conference 10 days ago, he said, yeah, we tried to get a left side of centre half and we was priced out. Then we didn't go and get plan B. That's the problem. He's, he's done it for himself. David T, we'll, we'll move it on then to, because I, I want to I talk about our recruitment. Um, you know, what we've, I know there's not a lot of great, but the biggest positive for me has been Jack Butland. I think Shona touched on it, on it earlier. I think that that has been a real shrewd bit of business by the club and he's come in and he's looked one, like one of the leaders. There's not been many. Um, but he, he certainly looked like one where you can definitely tick, and I think we've, you know we've got a safe pair of hands for the next few years. Yeah, he's made some fantastic saves since he came in. I think the the, the if I'm going to pull out a, a minus point with him, I don't know what he does at penalties because he, he looks really cumbersome at penalties. Uh, but that that's the only point. He certainly is a shot stopper. He's excellent. Uh, he's, he's he's coming out to to. to Stop attacks. He's he's very very good at it as well. Now I think I, I think against PSV if he wasn't in such good form it, it would have been about eight to ten uh, one. So he, he has saved us in that game, and he, he saved us quite a number of games. But Butland's not the problem. That's uh, that that's just the the the, the really positive point uh, of of the transfer window at this this moment. And uh, there was there was also talk at that at one time that Ben was it Ben Gunn you call him the, the gun the Scotland goalkeeper was going to be coming in but it sort of disappeared. But I, I think I think personally I think we need to stop uh, not signing Scottish players. I think there's good Scottish players that we could be signing. I know Suter at the moment doesn't look like doesn't make it look good. But uh, I, I think I think we've missed Hickey was certainly a good one. If you look at the Scotland team during the week, uh, the, the, there's three or four players in there that would have been an improvement in, in what we have. Yeah, Shona, that, I've seen that a lot over the last week or so, and, and I absolutely agree with it. I think we, I've actually said it on this podcast previously, and there's been a lot of big debate about it. I think the Lewis Ferguson's in the world, the Josh Doyle's, Aaron Hickey's, Shanklin's the one, obviously, most recently. 
Um, what's your thoughts on on this? Are we? I think we have, in my opinion, been looking over Scottish players, Scottish-based players. I think that's something that if you look at successful Rangers teams in the past, we've always had them in the squad. Um, so what's your thoughts on on that? Well, when Annie Hickey left, I think we still had uh, Patterson here and we obviously had James Tavernier. So that was never really going to be an option, I don't think, for us. I think the only one out of the players that I can see, we're definitely not going to sign Ryan Porteous. I wouldn't have him anywhere near my club, to be honest with you. Um, and the likes of Lewis Ferguson, that's probably the only one that we probably missed a wee bit of a trick on. And uh, look, for, for me, Shankland, we were never going to pay the £5 million that Hearts were obviously going to want from us, the Rangers tax. And for me... Rangers are not going to pay a five million outlay on a thirty-one year old. We were not going to get any money back on that. So look, I, I can do it. He's twenty-seven, Shona Shankland, which actually surprised me today when I see it. I thought he was a little bit older, but I still don't think we would pay five million pound outlay for a twenty-seven year old. That's my only thing because I don't think if you look, if he, if he's scoring those kind of goals, I know he's scoring these goals for Hearts and uh, and whatnot. But I just not nah, not for look at the end of the day, I can get where David's point is coming from. Do you know what I mean? I just think that the problem is, is the ASFA and the actual grassroots that's coming through. I don't think there is actually enough Scottish players coming through at the moment. And if they do come through the youth ranks, they're getting snapped up by the big teams down south eh, for bigger fees that we just can't compete. Like, you know exactly what happened with the Billy Dilmer situation. We offered him, I think it was around £20,000 a week, and he, and he was able to double his, double his wages going to going to Chelsea. So like, we just can't compete with these kind of these kind of um, transfer fees, especially the likes of the only one I think was Lewis Ferguson, which is three and a half million pounds I would have probably would have paid for because he's still a young player and I think he's a uh, he's done really well. But for as for Aaron Hickey, Ryan Portis, all these guys, I just couldn't see uh, honestly I the, the problem is, is that I don't think the Scottish players are actually that good enough. But that's just my opinion. Um maybe because the Scottish national team are now doing well in the last maybe year or so that's maybe why people are or last two years that's why people are seeing these people but See, to be honest with you, these guys are going to go to the Euros and they're going to get smashed in every single game. So, look, I, I don't know. I don't know where you guys uh, want to talk about that, but I just think the grassroots in our country is not good enough. I absolutely agree with the grassroots and the players that are coming through. We've got big, big problems. I definitely agree with that. But what I will say is that I don't know if we... I don't think we'd have had to pay five mil for, for Shanklin, but we've also paid four and a half million for a 28-year-old in, in Dessas. Um, and this, I think this is one of the problems we've got. We've, we've looked at it and we've been looking in the last few years. It's coming since Gerard and Bill. We're looking at it and going, he's playing in a better league. We, you know, He's done this three years ago. We can go and get him. Instead of going, player smacks in your face, you said there in Lewis Ferguson, who's still at a very good age. Now he's out of our price range. And Josh Doidge being another one. I still can't believe we didn't go for Josh Doidge instead of Yilmaz. Because Yilmaz took, he still hasn't even settled. He's been here a year. Josh Doyle comes in straight away, hits the ground running. There's no bedding in here. They know the football club. They know. So I just can't, I can't believe it. I'm just, David, what's your thoughts on, on Shankland? Um, I don't really know enough about him, to be honest with you. I, 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 I'm afraid I was probably one that, that said, I think we should go for better. But uh, I, I don't know enough about him. I haven't, I haven't seen an awful lot of him. But I know, I know that Porteous isn't everybody's cup of tea. I don't know what he's done in the past. I know he's in a couple of fights or things like that. But the guy went to Watford for 470000 He could have gotten for that. The same with Ferguson. If we'd have got Ferguson uh, when he was at Hamilton Ackies, we'd have probably gotten for coppers. And But it's just that that thing that we we not we won't like Scottish players. And I, I don't know why that's come. About grassroots, oh, I could go on all day about grassroots, but the one big thing about the grassroots football is that they stopped school football. When they stopped, stopped school football, there was nothing else come in for it. Young guys were, were, were walking about the streets wondering where to play football, and that has never, ever been been bettered. And if it was me and I was in the Scottish government, I would bring in. I would bring back school football because I think that's where most of the good players came from in the back in the old days. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sharon, did you want to, sorry, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, I think the reason why the likes of, uh, these couple of guys that you're talking about, like the likes of Dacers, um, as to why they went for the time and over Yelmaz is because they're internationalists. That's it. I think that you're more likely to get a higher transfer fee from these type of, type of guys than somebody that's Scottish. You just get so many low transfer fees when it comes to Scottish players. And I think you just said there, what was it to do with Watford? And Watford are sitting 18th in the championship. No, I'm sorry, but what uh, Ryan Portis has done to Rangers over the past couple of years with his attitude, I don't want anywhere near my club. Anywhere near my club, David. I, I wouldn't I wasn't a fan of signing Ryan Portis by the way at all and, and that's more because of how he acted against us. But um if I'm being honest, um I would have rather him than Ben Davis. And I'm and I mean that. But obviously you get the baggage that with Portius, but when he does put his head down, I think there's a good centre half there. But again, that comes with the baggage playing against us. Like he don't like us and it, that was one that was never happening, by the way. But in terms of a player and his aggression, I think that's something that we lack. And you look at that back that back four right now. We need someone like that, and we haven't had someone that for 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 a long time. So, yeah, I can see both sides definitely. Um, I mean, see if, see if, if, you, if you the 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 Scottish captain, if you take him, I mean, he was it Queens Park or something that that, that he get picked up from. I, I don't I don't understand how scouts from down England can can get Robertson as he call. Um, see when you see when you get scouts from down in England that are picking up Scottish players that are not getting a chance up here. It's, it's actually incredible. What are, what are, I know the Rangers have sacked a few scouts recently. But what what are they doing? I, I mean, surely they should know every every player that's in Scotland, and we should be big buying players that, that that at least we think. I mean, we don't. It doesn't need to be a player that's going to be playing the first team, but. It'll be, be a player that we, we'll have a, a, a small sell on later on. But I just don't know where where, where our uh, scouting system is, and I, I don't. Well, obviously, when they're sacking people, they don't they don't know it themselves. They're going to change the system, I believe, to a video, so there'll, there'll be less scouts, and uh, somebody will be watching video films all day. I don't know how that will work, but I, I suppose I suppose they think it's a better way. But is, is Kieran Tierney probably not the highest Scottish transfer record anyway? Sorry, I'm saying that I'm just thinking that there's not people don't really look at Scottish players and want them to go and join the English Premier League or anything like that, David. So I'm I, I think it's just a perception thing, and I think like for instance, I don't think there's been a massive high high. Like, what's the biggest like, the value player that's gone from Scotland? Probably Kieran Tierney. Yeah, you don't need to look. You don't need to look at transfers. Uh, the highest transfers. If you look in the past. All the great teams. I think the great Liverpool team had about five Scots in it at the time. And this is this is just it's going back to uh, the the grassroots football. We just haven't got the players coming through anymore. But in, in the back in the days, I mean, you think Kenny Dalglish going to Liverpool, Alan Hansen was in that team, I believe, as well. You think of them. I mean, we're all Scots. We're Scots everywhere. And now it just seems to have dried up. There's, there's a sort of a gold one. Uh, spread out all over the, 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 the they're not getting the not getting the players anymore. It's just uh, I do, uh, something needs to be done, and I think it, the the buck obviously stops with the SFA. They're all they're all shouting now that Scottish teams doing so good, but when when you're stuck to about thirteen players and, and probably about twenty players that are really good enough, then uh, then then it's it becomes pretty bad. Shona, another player uh, coming away from that, uh, we, we, you know, looking at, again back at the recruitment is Sam Lammers. Um, I just want to just want to ask a couple of things on him. Obviously, missed two big opportunities. I just watch him and I'm just thinking, where does he fit into this 
I mean, I'm trying to work out what the system is at the moment, but where is his best position? And another question I want to ask, from what you've seen so far, do you think that Yanis Hadji is the better player? Oh, I think at the moment you would have to say yes, but I don't think you've actually seen Lammers consistently, have we? He's been, he's been in and out, he's been in and out. I think he started pre-season quite well. I think everyone was kind of on board watching him in training, thinking, wow, what, what, look at this guy, what's he going to bring? But I think in the last couple of games, he's been very disappointing. He's missed far too many um, missed opportunities. I think there's been quite a few big chances that he's missed. I don't understand, again, why he was trying to go round the goalkeeper. He's left-footed, do you know what I mean? Why does he not just smash that in the back of the net? But look, this is what we got told by the, the journalist that, that scouted Lammers, that he has got the, all the ability in the world. But his lack of decision-making, which is obviously consistent with every player that we've got at the moment, which seems to be the case, is um, that he's not very good when it comes to, obviously, that, 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 that final touch. So, look, I think we knew what we were going to get from Lammers. I think what, what you wanted from Lammers is to be like your, your Ryan Kent, the person that's going to be the one to take, take a player one-on-one on. One on. He's got that wee bit of wee bit of chicken about him. I think we've obviously seen a wee bit of flicks and tricks from him. I think sometimes as well he just takes too many, like Kent. I don't know about you guys, but I feel as if he just takes far too many touches sometimes. And that's his biggest problem. I think um look for me, I would actually quite like to see him out on the right hand side. Um oh, sorry, the left hand side, one of the two left hand side. Um I think it might might do well better coming off the because I think he was playing on the right hand side. And a few of the pre-season games, and I think he actually did not too bad. So I would like to see Campbell going back into the number ten role, and I'd like to see the likes of probably Danilo and Dessers between the two of them getting consistent games between the two of them, and maybe have obviously Lammers coming in there as well. But um, look, there's just so much competition on that on on those positions as well. You've obviously got to talk about Tom Lawrence. You've got Seema there as well. So look, this is a headache for Bill. But look, all we're asking for just now, I think, is try and find that kind of that best eleven that we've not been able to see so far and get that consistency in and start winning these games. Because like you said, Mason, it's only a matter of time now. We cannot, like I'm, I'm all for Beale staying. I've, I've said that to, to loads of people before. I'm not for Beale getting sacked because I do think it is a, a bit of a overreaction. Like it wasn't, if it, if it wasn't down to Don Robertson in that game, I don't think we would have gone, look, I know that this is all hypothetical, but I don't think we'd have lost that game. But we just want a consistent 11 now from now going on or a consistent 15 of players we are seeing the same kind of subs in, like for like, um, or whatever we need for, obviously, the type of game, depending on the situation. But I think what Bill really needs to find now is his first consistent 11 and go with that and keep it consistent. And hopefully now we can actually start putting points on the board. Because, look, David's right. That Celtic team have digressed. They've got rid of Giamarcus. They've got rid of Jota. These guys are good, good players. But what they do have is they've got an out-and-out -out goal scorer. And that's what we need at the moment. We need somebody that's going to be an out-and-out -out goal scorer I think Dessers has probably brought more to the, the table than Daniil, but we need consistency. We need to get these guys in week in, week out. And if that means playing Daniil in one game and Dessers in another, I'm all for that. But we need consistency. We need these guys scoring goals because scoring goals win your games. Yeah, David, just, just, just on that, it, it is nine different starting 11s in the last nine games, uh, which is a big, big problem. Um, for, for any football club, especially us, especially when you've got the amount of new players that we have. And I just they just want to stay on, on, on Lammers. Reported fee around three, three and a half million. Someone that's, by all accounts, me, when I watch him, looks like a number 10. Wouldn't really say he was a wire player because he hasn't got any pace. He's playing that number 10. So he's coming in and competing with the likes of Campwell and Tom Lawrence, who's just coming back from injury. This is where I can't understand it. I think that three, three and a half million should be going to other areas in the team. You know, we're still seeing a, a Ryan Jack or John Lundstrom being rotated for that ball, ball winning midfield position. We've seen it. We've seen the issues there before. I just, I, I just have to question. I have to question that one in Sam Lammers. I'd, I'd love to be wrong at the end of the season and I'm saying what a signing, but I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to see how he fits into to first this Rangers team and two into Scottish football. Well, I think somebody in the comments a few weeks ago said, "If you buy players that can't score, that hasn't scored, don't be surprised when they don't score." And I think that's obviously with past teams, he's he's, he's not been been great. I think he's had one good season with with Vane. But I just I just think that Bill has at one time seen these players, uh, they've maybe worked with them, and he's he's remembered them and. I just, I just think it's square pegs and round holes we're trying to do. Uh, that that comes into my mind. 
I hope I'm wrong that, that the Lammers can turn it around. I'll disagree with Shona. Uh, I, I think for a left-footed left player, it was an obvious choice to go around the keeper. I don't know, I, I can't remember how, exactly how much room he had, but if, if it should have been a tap-in. But uh, as a left-foot a left player myself, I would have probably tried to go around the keeper as well. So that that's uh, that, that that's that's just my opinion of it. Um, Lammers, I, I don't know where, where he's at. Obviously, he went to Italy. And he didn't hit it there. He got sent to Germany to to play in Germany, and he, he didn't get a game there. As I say, I can I can remember him for I think he scored fifteen or something like that for Hayden Vane in Holland. He, obviously, the PSV he was just breaking through at that moment, so he didn't get enough lot of game time there. But uh, I I don't know where he fits. I don't I I just don't know what. I don't know what Bill's doing, and I'm, I'm afraid. I hope I hope he does go. I know we can't keep changing uh, managers, but we need to make sure the next manager's the right choice. Because I, I just don't, I just don't know. If I could see what Bill was trying to do, the midfield is a is a car crash. The midfield is a total crash. We're, we're now we're absolutely putting our hopes that Lawrence is going to be be able to change things. A guy that's been injured for a year. We brought all these players, players in, and we're, we're sitting praying that Lawrence is going to make a difference. I would, but uh, it, it hasn't. Yeah, same, same thing can be said there about Kamar Roof as well. We've signed what eight, nine million pound on strikers, and yet we're still going to be relying on Kamar Roof. I, I make you right on the Lawrence point, but Roof is in exactly the same position. You know, we shouldn't be still relying on these these boys that have been out injured for. That more Bruce case since he got it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That that that's that's why I'm I'm, I'm making that point. Um, I, I I I I think Bill's just saw these players and and thought, well, maybe I can use them one day. But I seem like he was he was, he was chasing the, the, them for years, uh, but we couldn't afford Lammers back in back in the day. And it might come good, I don't know, but uh, I, I just don't see. I, I just don't see the the, the the tactics that we've got. As you say, every the last nine games we've had nine different teams. I think Cantwell should be not number ten. It, it should be been attacking uses an attacking force. If you look at Raskin, Raskin is absolutely come downhill from last year. Last season he was he looked absolutely brilliant, and this season. It just it, it looks like he's not got a clue what, what the whole midfield what, what they've not got a clue what they're doing. So I, I, I and I put it down to Bill. I really do. I know I know we're not going to through an hour of just just uh, Bill, but I think this is a point that if you look at the midfield and I, I don't think they have a clue where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do. And when you when you when you've got a bad midfield that teams can run through. I mean, look at PSV; they just ran through us so, like well, they, were, they weren't there. And we were chasing shadows, and I think until you get the midfield sorted out, and the back four, and uh, indeed that that's where it should start, and defending as well should start. With, and uh, that's where I think Danilo is better than Dessers. I think uh, I think De- uh, Danilo would would come back more than Dessers does. So I think that would that Danilo would be an improvement on that, and probably score more goals as well. Although Dessers had, I think it was at four or five assists uh, until now, so we definitely need somebody that scores. But th- these these weren't players that scored for other teams either. So that's a that comment was true. Yeah. The board are not going to sack Bill, David. The board are not going to sack Bill. The board will look at it and think there's only four points in it. We're still in three cups. We're in Europe. They're not going to sack Bill. We're still paying off Gio. We're not going to be. Pay- we're not going to sack Beal and then start paying off Beal and then bring in another manager who nobody knows. By the way, not one person's came up with a decent manager at the moment. Like, who would you bring in, David? I don't I know. That's for me. I, I, that's no. That's no reason to keep a failing manager, though. That's no. no that's no reason no, but why. Who, 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 what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, the board are not going to sack Beal at this moment in time. We need to get over this, saying that we need we need to let him go. We need to get behind the players now. And if he doesn't consistently do over... What happens if Bill goes unbeaten now to the... I know this is all hypothetical because we're talking about if he loses a couple of points, he's out the door, which is fair enough. What happens if he does go unbeaten? What happens if he does win the league? What happens if he does win another cup? Well, brilliant. <laughs> but but it's, yeah. it's, 
know, with the, the problem is Shona, and I, and I, and I listen. I know, I know. Listen, I, I wish I felt that that positive, and I could stay that positive. But I've seen no improvements from this time last season. None. We've and we've spent. He's been backed heavily. I'm watching us, and under Van Bronckhorst, it was bad, by the way. And I've seen people on Twitter rewrite history of Van Bronckhorst. Van Bronckhorst was a nightmare in the end. But he had a style of play. It was horrible to watch. It was that horseshoe, 4-3-3. We sat off team, paid teams too much respect, didn't work. But I'm watching this Rangers team at the minute and I cannot see any positives at all. And David, you make a really point of midfield. Midfield is the engine where games are won and lost. And our midfield at the minute is miles off it. You know, we've 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 banged on about Raskin, uh, you know, showing glimpses. He's been miles off it. Sifuentes is another one that's just come in the door. Bill said he's going to be the game changer wasn't even brought on Sunday. So there is so, so many problems. But but I know what you're saying, Trona, about sacking. We can't keep sacking managers and appointing real managers. But I just I just can't see how this is getting getting any better, I'll be honest. I, I totally agree. I think it's not been great. I'm not saying that. It has not been great. I think what we've got to look at, guys, I think it's honestly down to the fact that we've brought in nine new players. And I think we've looked, we've just got to give them a wee bit of extra time. And the way I'm looking at it is, is, I'm looking at Chelsea. Chelsea have just spent over a billion pounds in over a year and they've only won one game this season. And we're going on about our players. I just think, honestly, Bill needs to get to that first consistent living and he needs to take the blame for all this. This is not, I'm not saying he doesn't take the blame. It's not been good enough. I'm not saying that. But I think, look, I just think that we guys have asked these guys to hit the ground running and it's not happened. And that is down to Bill. But look, we've got to stick, we've got these guys now on contracts and we have to stick by them. I'm sorry, guys, but we ha- we have to stick by them. Davey, just, just looking at the... We gave Gio extra time. Sorry, uh, he said we gave Gio extra time. We gave Cicinha extra time. Uh, it, it, it ends in it. There's only one way it, it can end, unless you're Ali Ferguson, I suppose. I suppose he had a bad, uh, a bad start when he went to, first went to Manchester United. But uh, I, I don't think Bill's going to get into that class. Most of most of the time, when 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 it's sour, it, it, it ends in in worse. And these players have regressed. They haven't progressed. They've regressed. And that that's what that's a manager's job. It's a manager to make the team better. And we're we're not any better than we were last year. Because certainly, Bill Bill had us half decent last season. Because once he came in, we won, I think we won went in a run and won a lot of games. Uh, in a row, but this season it just seems. We, we, we all said, "Well, but when he brings in his own players, that'll be it." He's, he's brought in his own players. The, the most of them are sitting on the bench, and the, the rest they, they just look like a the only the only wide players we had. He sold, and he doesn't bring in the whole talk. The whole time was that we're bringing in a, a left and a right winger, and we didn't bring in any any winger at all. So now. Now we've we've got no absolutely nobody in the wide positions. Yeah, no, no, I agree, and then that is a that is a big worry, David. That 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 narrow because even if he does want to change it now, we can't really because as you said, we've only got Matondo, who you know has had a couple of glimpses, but seems we're pinning all our hopes suddenly on on him as well. It's it is all very worrying. But Shona, just looking at the next five fixtures. Saturday, uh, St Johnston away, which we'll preview more on, on Thursday night's pod. But after that, it's four home games between the 21st of September to the 30th of September. I've never known four games a week at Adbox. That's going to be uh, very interesting. You've got, obviously, Betis in there, uh, league games against Motherwell and Aberdeen, and then Livingston in the, in the cup. We've said it already, but he needs to he needs to win them all. I think the Betis game will be tough. They're, they're a good side, by the way, but, but I think... It still, that still doesn't matter. We need to get a result against them as well. No, I agree, Mason. I think we have to get all those points from there. I think we have to get three points from every game. Otherwise, you're going to get another toxic atmosphere in Ibrox. And then I do believe it's probably up. For, it's time up for Bill after that. If we drop any more points, especially in the league, I think. Look, I've, I've said this before. I'm backing Bill, but I'm telling you now. Look, at the end of the day, if he drops any more points, he has to leave. But I think we've got to get behind these players. I think we've got to win every game. He's got to win the league cup. He's got to do well in Europe now. This is it. This is what the, the pressure is now on him. This is the only way he's going to get the fans back on his back, back on his back on his side. If he can go unbeaten to the obviously the the next old firm game, 
that's the only way for me. But for me, we just cannot be bringing in another manager because who's to say that the next manager that comes in is going to get a tune out of these players, David? Do you know what I mean? So I think we've got to be wait. Not, I'm not saying that we wait till last minute till it's completely over, the season's over. I'm not saying that. But I just think we need to keep what we've got at the moment, back the players, back Beal, until it goes really, really tits up. You think the players are back in Beal? <laughs> I, I no, don't see it on the that's why they signed for Rangers. Half the players came out and they all said the reason why they signed for Rangers was because of McBeal. So unless they're, they're turning on McBeal, then I've not heard the reports that you've heard. All I'm hearing is all this crap on Twitter. People mixing stuff. The rumours are honestly through the roof. I would take anything here at the moment with a pinch of salt, a total pinch of salt. And what I would say is, David, I'm totally with you here, that if Beal does not get the results, he'll have to go. But I just think at the moment, the board are not going to do that. Four points in with and still in four cups. It doesn't look great. I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm all for that it doesn't look great, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you guys, but I'm just saying there, we're not going to be sacking Bill. We need to get behind him and the players now until it becomes to a position where if he drops, say, between now and December, if Bill drops in between another three and four or five points, it's over for him. It's absolutely over for him because we can't go another league. We can't, we can't not win this league. So that's what I'm saying. We can't wait to a point where it's when it was with Geo, where it was too late. But I'm saying just now is we can't just sack him just now and expect a new manager to come in because in the January transfer window, what will he want to do? He'll want to spend money on his own players, and then we're then sitting with guys there that we spent three, four, five million pound on, and we're going to lose that transfer fee on them. The money's just going to depreciate. Problem is though, Shona, I know what you're saying, but there is a fine line between not doing it now and then waiting before it's too late. There is a fine line. And by the way, if the ball leave it too late like they did with Gio, they're going to get it. It's not that the, 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 what we see on Sunday towards Bill and the players, that is very quickly going to turn on Bennett and Bisgrove. So there is such a fine line. I know what you're saying, but that point where we do, and as I said, them four games at Ibrox where you've got in four games, you know, in 10 days, if there's any, I think even if we scrape through a win Saturday against St. Johnston, there's still going to be, there's still going to be them games at Ibrox. And, and, and again, it, all it takes is one. And then it just builds on top of the next one, the next one, and the next one. By that point, it could be too late. The league, the league you know, the, the more drop points. They, they've got so many players coming back. I, I agree with both of you tonight. They are, a, a, that that's Team Sunday that, that beat us were a poor side. Poor Celtic team I've seen at Ibrox for a long time. But they're going to get better. They've got players coming back. We had more or less a full strength 11 there. That's, that's the concern. So, Totally understand what you're saying, Shona, but that fine line of waiting too long and it's it is it's gonna it, you know it's gonna be an interesting few weeks. But yeah, look, we're all Rangers fans. Hopefully, it, it, you know he finds his best eleven quickly and we go on a run from now till Christmas. Don't get me wrong, that's all you all want, but there's there's got to be a little, little bit of realism in there as well. The thing yeah, is, Mason I, I, as well. The thing is as well. He sorry he he bought he bought, he kept saying in the beginning. We need to get players in early for the Champions League because we've got to qualify for the Champions League. So we get all these players in early and they don't look, certainly don't look ready for me uh, and the way, the way they're playing against PSV. And, and it's, it's, look what we've done against PSV last year. We put them out and this year this year the, we get hammered there. It wasn't even a, a, fair, a fair fight. It was uh, just terrible. And you, you, you mentioned this fair play money. I, I, I can't get my head around that either because how how can Barcelona and all these teams be billions in the red, and yet we can't be a, a two or three million in the red? I, I, I don't, I, I just don't get that at all. It's, it's not, it's, it's insane, Davey. But it, it, it's, it goes back to that. I will come back to it. I feel like every time on this podcast, our TV deal does not help us whatsoever whatsoever that is a big hamper for us so we're hoping on the players that we do spend three four five six million pounds on in a year 18 months time we can we can go and you know double that triple that because for me the money we spent last summer i don't see us getting any of that back let alone doubling it so that's that's the problem it's got to be you know that chris jack article obviously talks about it. it's the player trading model but we're not interested in that as supporters all we're interested in is winning trophies 
you know that that's that's what we want a team doing before we look at this one can go here that one can go there it's all about winning trophies but you're absolutely spot on davy the the financial fair play with us i can't get my head around it but when you do look at the numbers things like tv deal are holding us back big time you know you know bill's got one of the highest winning percentages in the last five six managers that we've had I don't know everybody's going to disagree with me like with here, but I know it's not all about that. It's about winning leagues and winning cups. But I'm just saying, guys, we're not going to get rid of Bill at this moment in time. It's just not going to happen. Maybe maybe in the next month if we do drop points. But I think we just got to get behind the players and Bill at the moment. I think the abuse that he Bill's taken is absolutely disgusting. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I, I agree that it, it, it's, it's been absolutely shocking, the, the, the stick he's taking. But the, the, the thing is, is that, 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 that doesn't mean that he should stay in a job. Uh, yeah. he, he, he knows he knows what it's going to be if things go against him. And I just I just think that we waited the last time too long. Kashinia, we waited too long. And there's more. I think McLeish's last year, we, we, we waited too long. Yeah. Uh, okay. Walter Smith, we get he he didn't have it that great in the beginning when he came in, but went on to win the league. Totally agree with that. But with Walter Smith, you could see the difference. You could see there was progress. With Bill, I don't see any progress whatsoever. The, the big problem with Bill, he's got no credit in the bank. He's got no credit in the bank. Geo was kept because he took us to a European final. He won a Scottish Cup, so he bought himself time. Bill, I, I agree. You, your win rate, you can look at the win percentage, but you look at the games where they're must wins. And there's a chance to close the gap or there's a chance to go and knock someone out in a cup. He hasn't taken it. So he hasn't bought himself any time here. He's literally running on empty and all his press conferences and all his words. And, and the, he's just made it worse for himself, really. He's dug himself this hole. So it's it's, it's so far. I just can't believe we're here not even a year after Van Bronckhorst and we're discussing this. That's, that's the biggest disappointment. And that's something as a football club. We, we need to be looking at because because it, it, it isn't good enough and, and we as supporters deserve deserve better but that's us coming up for an hour now I think it's been a good debate I'm glad I'm glad you had it on Shona because I think if we had another one that was just bill out bill out bill out we'd have had nothing to talk about so uh, it's certainly certainly brought a, a good debate but but Davey T I'm gonna start with you I'm gonna say thanks for tonight no no predictions because it's international but oh, no I will give you a prediction let's have a let's have a prediction for England Scotland on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night? Is it not? We're not playing England on Wednesday. Is it, is it Tuesday night? Oh, I thought it was Tuesday, but it's on it. Someone might that was, that was that was one thing. Um, I see that the English team are using uh, the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, training facilities. So that was that was uh, quite a quite a good thing that happened. Don't know if I'm very happy about it as I'm a Scotland supporter though. But uh, and uh, but one thing I was also going to say is that. Uh, we we talk about the Scottish team. The Germans have just sacked their manager today. They haven't won a game in the last five games or something like that. So once they get put out of the World Cup, so it's not all despair uh, in Scotland at the moment. Um, thanks for everybody for listening, Shona. Thanks for for coming in and being a good uh, good uh, reverse poll for us. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it's, it's, I think the pod would have lasted about two minutes. <laughs> International breaks, they're always tough. Uh, cheers, Davy, and cheers, Shona. What's your prediction for? Is it Tuesday? Or Tuesday is Tuesday night. Scotland, Scotland, England. What's what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, I, I would go for any sort of kind of England win for me. I'm not a big Scotland fan, so any sort of kind of England win for me will that will do fine. But look, guys, I look. I know I've been getting a bit hammered in the comments tonight for my views, my opinions. But look, guys, I think we just need to take a bit of a chill pill here. I look, I, know, I understand where everyone's coming from. I do get it. Bill's under pressure. If he's, and I've said this before. If he loses any more points, he's going to go. It's not that. I just think what we've got to do just now, guys, we've just got to get behind him now until that moment happens. And I'm, I'm not saying it's got to be to the point where it's too late. I said, like, maybe if he does drop another three or four points and he has to go, I don't think eight points is un unsurmountable for the, the rest of the season if you're going to bring in a new manager. But I just think at the moment, guys, I think we've just got to get behind these players and back feel until that until that time comes. Because if if I'm wrong, guys, and uh, we don't go unbeaten and we, we lose and they'll get sacked, then I, I expect you guys to come on here and uh, give me pelters for it. But you know what? I expect everybody else in the comments that if I do get it right, I'll see you all soon. <laughs> I think the main thing, I think uh, Teddy Bear sums it up perfectly. We respect your views. And I think there's been a lot of that in the comments as well. So, uh 
yeah, thanks for, for listening, everyone. Again, thanks for, for tonight. And we'll be back on Thursday to preview Saturday's game away at St. Johnston. So uh, hopefully things are a bit more positive then. But uh, as always, take care. <laughs>